You're listening to the Inspired by Adventure podcast, brought to you by E3 Overland with your host, Brad Kowitz, coming to you live from deep in the heart of who knows where, streaming, streaming to the world and beyond with the latest in Overland news, fun, and facts. Head over to E3Overland.com to discover more. And now, here's your host, Brad Kowitz. Thank you for joining me. I have a very special guest and a close friend with me today. And honestly, I don't think there is a better person to kick off this podcast with. My good friend, Marco Hernandez, the creator of Overland X on Instagram and YouTube. And he has one of the best Overland Jeep Wrangler builds out there. And he just happens to be the coolest camp cook I know. What is up, buddy? How are you? Hey, brother. That's a great introduction there. Thank you. Very worthy, my friend. Very worthy. It's great to have you on, dude. I'm so glad you took the time to do this today. This so, is exciting, look, man. <laughs> yeah. Look, this is going to be fun. I think we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we dive into some of the questions, I saw your Instagram post yesterday. You did a story, and you were out filming a video about cooking a meal. And, dude, it's killing me. I got to know, what were you cooking out there? <laughs> It's a surprise. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a new recipe, and uh, it was really good. Okay. You guys are going to like it. All right. So people will have to go check out your YouTube channel if they want to know what you're cooking. You're going to leave me hanging. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, so, I can tell you something. Okay. It's for meat eaters and vegetarians at the same time. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. All right, man. So look, uh, you and I have had some rich conversations over the years, both on camera and really off camera, a lot of good conversations just about life and vehicles and family and overlanding. And what I want to do today is I want the listeners to really get a feel for who you are, kind of get to know you better, kind of the way that I know you. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some, some questions and we'll just kind of see where this goes. You ready? Absolutely. Okay. So the big question on everybody's mind is how did you get into overlanding? How did this all come about? I've always been into off-roading. Uh, since I was 12, I, ha- I got my first dirt bike. So I've been out in the dirt for a while now. Yeah. Um, I had a couple, you know, a few of four by four vehicles. And, um, but, but overlanding was, you know, I didn't know what that was. Never heard that before. So um, I bought my Jeep in 2015. And, you know, started going to social media and started Googling stuff on Jeeps. And, and, and I saw a rooftop tent. And that's <laughs> what everything went berserk after that. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was your very first off-road vehicle? Um, geez, it was a Jeep, actually. Okay. It was a Grand Cherokee. Oh, Grand Cherokee. Nice, nice. Play four V8. Okay. And then what, what did you have next? I know you said you told me you had like a, a Land Rover or a Land Cruiser. I had a couple of Land, Land Rovers. Um, but after that, that uh, Grand Cherokee, I got an NF-155. It was a No Fear Edition F-150. <laughs> but it was lifted with King Shocks and fiberglass fenders that was a fun truck yeah i'll bet i'll bet and after that I, yeah i got a i had a um the regular range rover you know the big range rover with the big v8 yeah and then i went to an evoke one one of those little 
four-cylinder turbo uh, uh, Land Cruisers. Sure. I mean, Land Rovers. And uh, yeah, but that was not, uh, it was fun on the road, but not uh, really an off-road vehicle. So you had some experience with a couple varieties of off-road vehicles. What made you decide that you wanted to go Jeep Wrangler? Uh, it's a great vehicle, American-made, and it's super capable. Yeah. I mean, with that straight axle and that pen-to-start engine, I started reading about the, the Wrangler, and uh, yeah, that's how I decided to go yeah. to the Wrangler. And then it was the rooftop tent that just kicked off all the fun and adventure for you. Is that, that how it well, works? Yeah. If you Google rooftop tent, the overland word will come out somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you start doing research and that's how everything started. Yeah. Now I know uh, you love your family and you guys are out on the trail together often. Uh, there's, not, there's a lot of off-road vehicles in your family, right? All the vehicles in <laughs> my driveway. I got three Jeeps. Okay. I got a lifted uh, Subaru Crosstrek. Yeah. And my daughter's boyfriend has a Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, David's got a very nice Tacoma. Yeah. Very nice. You got quite the eclectic choices in your driveway, but uh, you're always wrenching on somebody's vehicle out there, aren't you? We, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we take all of them off-road, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, that's what's great, though, is you, you're always out there with your family. Even when we go out to trips, it's almost always that somebody, your daughter or your wife or somebody's joining you, which is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think I feel lucky that, to be in that position, actually. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I know, look, uh, you have one of the best overland vehicles out there. I, I'm, I'm saying that out loud because I have seen your Jeep perform. I've seen you build it. I know what it can do. I know what it's capable. I know what you carry in there. I know the attention to detail uh, that you give that thing. What are you planning on doing with it next? Shaving up weight. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is heavy. The thing is heavy. Um, I've done a few, not a couple, a few uh, upgrades to it. And lately, some maintenance stuff. Uh, you know, preparing it for a, for a nice trip. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yes, I just removed the rear seats. So okay. that's over a hundred pounds. Yeah. And that's going to help me rethink everything. So, you know, I need, I need places to put my stuff in right. the Jeep because, you know, Jeep is not, it's not a big vehicle. So, no. So, yeah. That, that's a big commitment though, to pull your rear seats out, but you don't, I mean, you don't have little kids anymore to throw back there. So that actually opens things up for you, doesn't it? Well, I do have my granddaughters, oh, three of right. my granddaughters live with me, but uh, we can always use grandma's car. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your plan? Are you going to, you already have a pretty good built out storage system in the back. What are you planning on doing with what you, where you pulled the seats out? Um, I'm going to put like a, like a wood, uh, uh wood base so i can you know so i can do cubbies for to store stuff okay so like a little platform with some with some pop hatches on them or something yeah i i don't know exactly what i'm gonna do but it, yeah that's i think that's the best way to go okay and now look there's a lot of stuff on your jeep and a lot of it you built yourself which is kind of cool it's not like just stuff that you just bolted on a lot like your whole storage system your spice rack all that stuff is stuff that you've built 
Is there is there something on your Jeep that's like your favorite thing about it? Probably my drawer system. Yeah. It was custom made and, and it took me weeks to finish it. Weeks or weeks. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's my favorite. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of nights working on it. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we know because we built one for mine and I had no idea how much work it was until we actually did it. So. Uh, and your system is very elaborate and detailed because you've got so many little details on there with the air system built in and all the little gadgets and the different drawer sizes. Yeah, you've told me how much work that thing was, but I think it just makes the back of your Jeep just so unique, man. It's awesome. Thank you. Uh, okay, now um, I know we could talk about your Jeep all day, um, but I like eating, tasting, and smelling your cooking. And, uh, and I think folks are really beginning to know uh, Marco is not just this overland jeeper, but he's really this amazing camp cook. And, dude, you have been cooking some amazing meals out on camp. We've had him on video. Uh, and you recently published a book. Tell us about that. Yes, that, uh, that, that was fun. That was really fun to, to do. Um, I've always, you know, I'm not, I don't work as a cook or chef. I'm not, I don't even work in that, uh, in that area, but, uh, I've always been cooking for my, my family. And I guess I'm not afraid to mix, you know, mix things, things and, and make, you know, make food right? or, or, or cook, uh, a new recipe or yeah. a little experimentation from time to time. I do that a lot. Yeah. And that's probably why I, you know, I, I can do it and, and, and I really enjoy cooking. Yeah. I mean, you, when we were out at Death Valley just a couple of weeks ago, you made stuffed bell peppers uh, out of camp in the uh, cast iron oven. And you said you had never, ever done that before. That was the first time. Absolutely. Never done before. Um, I go into YouTube a lot yeah. and see recipes and I change them. I'm making my own recipes and I, I get a lot of ideas from, from you, YouTube and um, going back to the book. Um, well, on your channel, I'm always, uh, I'm always with you. So I'm, I'm in your videos a lot and uh, your, your subscribers there, a lot of them have asked for the book. Yeah. They were asking for a book and then you, and then you started pushing me around. <laughs> 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 so I wrote that book, <laughs> and it's it's been I think it's been a success. It's it's a lot yeah. of old and I, I mean it was it was really interesting. You know, I mean I don't I don't remember what the first meal you cooked on on video was, but I think when we spent that that three days in Baja, and all we did was cook and we filmed all of that, and then we did a video which I had never done before, which was nothing but cooking in Baja. And it was just you making these amazing meals. And we posted that video. And I, I mean, I don't, it wasn't like a viral video. It wasn't like they got like 200,000 views or anything, but the comments were just so, there was so much emotion in the comments that you had just connected with people in such a different way than I normally connect because food is just an emotional thing. You know, people just love food. And, and I think the way everything came across on camera, people were just intrigued by who is this guy, Marco? What is he cooking? And that's when I was like, dude, you've got to do something. You've got to start a cooking channel. You've got to start, you know, writing a book. And so 
I'm glad you finally did it, man. Absolutely. No, and I, and I, I thank you for that. And, uh, I am working on a second edition. Yeah. <laughs> now, how long did it take you from start to finish uh, to make your, to do the first book? Well, because, because of my regular work hours, it can go from eight hours to 14 hours a day. <laughs> it's hard to find time, yeah. you know? but, uh, it took me like six months to finish that book. I do all the photography. I do all the cooking, the writing, um, you know, the design of the book. I did everything. So, it, you know, it's time consuming, definitely. Yeah. But I think the payoff is good. People have been loving it. Absolutely. I think it turned out pretty good because it's a cookbook and a photo book at the same time. So. Oh, yeah. The pictures on there are just ridiculous. And, and I can attest that the meals, because I got to sample many of them, are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so for the listeners that maybe don't know, what's the book and where can they find it? It's called The Overland Cook, okay. Food, on, Food on the Trail with Overland X. And if you go to my website, www.ovrlndx.com, there's a link uh, to get the book. Okay, and I can attest it. Please, guys, go check out that book. Now, you said you're working on a second one. Yes. What can we expect that be different from the first one? Um, I'm trying to incorporate more recipes. Okay. And uh, I, I try to keep the same kind of recipes because remember that these recipes are made at camp, mm-hmm. you know, not in a regular kitchen with with the appliances that you have in the kitchen, you know, you need right. to be able to make these recipes at camp. Right. So I want to, you know, I want to keep on doing that because, because that's, that's the main reason I'm doing this book, you know, for, for guys out there to go and uh, make this uh, meals at camp yeah. without having to be a sandwich or <laughs> <laughs> a mountain meal. <laughs> dehydrated mountain meal. That's what I was living off of before I met you. (laughs) And I'm going to have more salsas in there. There you go. There you go. Okay. So look, you've cooked a lot of amazing meals and, uh, and I know I have a favorite, but I'm curious. uh, I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, but what has been the favorite meal you've cooked at camp? Uh, I love the chimichurri. Yeah. I mean, I mean, making that chimichurri and eating it with bread or, or on fish or vegetables, whatever. I, I think that's one of my favorites, the yeah. chimichurri. But um, yesterday I made a new video. <laughs> Which you're not telling us about. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe what I made yesterday, it's, it's pretty, it's, a, it's up there. Oh, you're teasing us too much, buddy. You're teasing us. Oh, my wife was dancing when she was trying the... Really? What I was, yeah. Wow. Super good. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, my favorite meal was uh, when we did that trip uh, in uh, Valley of the Moons when Kevin and Brittany were with us from Lightbright. Remember that? We did that little camping back there, that little cove. That was an awesome campsite. But, dude, you made probably one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. Because I remember I had talked to you about, hey, I saw this guy cooking a steak on the coals and they said it's really good. And then I think like a month later, you sh- we show up to camp and you're like, dude, I'm cooking these steaks on the coals tonight. And you cook these the steaks directly on the coals, which just seared the juices in. And then you made uh, like a bourbon, was it a bourbon sauce, right? It was a bourbon, bourbon sauce. sauce. 
with mushrooms. Oh, Lee, man, it was so good. And that steak was delicious. And everybody at camp, dude, everybody was like, are you kidding me? This steak was amazing. So, I mean, you've made a lot of great meals, dude, but that one, that one's tops for me, man. That's in the book, actually. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We need to have like a, we need to have a, a repeat of that meal at camp. Let's do it. <laughs> um, all right. So a lot of cooking, uh, a lot of jeeping. What's, what's the big plans? I mean, it's January. Uh, it's the end of January while we're recording this. What's the plans for this year? What are you going to be doing? 2020. Uh, there's a few trips that we were making this, this year. But the main one is Alaska. Yep. We're doing the Alaska adventure, and uh, I can't wait for that one. I, you know, I'm putting all my effort into that, and I think that's, that's, you know, that's the best thing <laughs> ever. Yeah. I mean, so, we're going to be doing three weeks all the way to Prudhoe Bay, uh, yes. 8,300 miles of driving. Five Jeeps. In, in our Jeeps. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most about that trip? Um, I want to do a lot of photography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cooking because I'm going to be the cook. Yeah, the yeah. We got to share the load, dude. You can't cook every night for three weeks. <laughs> It'll be fun, though. It'll be fun. It will be fun. I can't wait. I mean, I got, the, I got the opportunity to go to Alaska last year, but I think this is going to be just a whole different kind of trip, you know. I mean, there's going to be so many elements of it. You know, we're going to be – I mean, we're going to be camping for three weeks straight. That's going to be a record for you and I, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, a lot of shower pouches and uh, and camp showers. Uh, but we're going to be putting in a lot of miles uh, every day, which, you know, we've done that before. We've driven, you know, quite a few miles every day. But most of the time, this is going to be a lot of pavement miles um, just to get there. Yeah. And hopefully some stops along the way. But I think it'll be cool to end, see where we end up. Like, where's camp going to be at night? Or what trail are we going to go explore? What fish are we going to catch down some stream? Well, we've been lucky to find the best camping spot so far. Oh, my gosh. Not too lucky about fishing, though. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. This is true. I'm guilty. But, you know, that, that's a great point you bring up. Because we even had this conversation just this last trip. at Death Valley. We, all, You and I, it almost seems like we repeat ourselves over and over. But we keep saying, how do we keep finding these amazing places? How do we keep finding these cool destinations? What do you, what do you think it is? How does this keep happening? I don't know. We're, we're, we're positive all the time. Yeah. You know, and I think that that brings, you know, there's, there's you know, that's where, that's, That's how we find those places because we're positive. We're never negative. We're not thinking about, you know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Attitude is everything when you're overly. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, you're, if you start getting grumpy or upset or whatever, I mean, everything just starts going south. But I don't think, I mean, dude, even in the bitter cold or the terrible winds we've been in, <laughs> I don't think I've ever said to myself, man, I don't want to be here right now. You know what I mean? I mean, we always just have a blast. I have. I was freezing in Flagstaff. Okay, okay. <laughs> Flagstaff was pretty cold. <laughs> it was pretty cold. But I, but even then, I mean, it's a memory that we have forever. We're, we're smiling and laughing about it, right? So, I mean, I think that's what's so amazing about, you know, having a good attitude and being out camping and all that kind of stuff. So, I think, you know, I think the people we're going with to Alaska, everybody's got the same kind of mindset we do. I mean, everybody's positive on life and positive about this stuff. It's a great team, actually. Yeah, definitely. 
And, and other than Alaska, we have we got the Overland Expo West, and yeah. and there's several things going on this year. Yeah, we're going to Houston like in a couple of months, right? That's going to be yes. Yeah, we haven't done a trip to Texas before, so that'll be interesting. So, that'll be interesting. Yes, a lot coming, man. A lot coming soon. All right, buddy. Well, I think it's going to be an amazing adventure on our way to Alaska, and I think we're all going to have to share that cooking, but there's going to be a lot of cleanup for that many people. And I get questions all the time from folks about, you know, what's it going to be like to do all these dishes? How much water are you using? Can you talk about some of the tips and tricks and techniques you do when you get time to clean up the kitchen? Well, I, I try to get creative because <laughs> I waste so much water when I'm out there. It's just the cleaning, it takes forever. And like, for example, last night um, we were in the desert and I use my grill, my flatbed. Mm -hmm. So the desert, you cannot get rid of the coals just like that. You need to bring them back with you. Yeah. Um, so that, that was fun. <laughs> they were hot. They were still hot. So I, I had to pull water, more water coming into the uh, coals and then drying it and put them in a trash bag. So I need to get creative. I need to get more creative. But, but yes, um, it's a lot of work. And uh, I try to use, you know, not everything that I have. Right. Um, unless I'm doing a video. You know, a video is different. Right. But when we're out there, you know, use the same dishes and, yeah. and you guys bring your own right. dishes. Um, so when, when we're out there. But I, that's something that I need to work on. It, it's, it's just I can't find the right, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think there's a balance because you're not a, you're not a paper plate guy. You like everything, you know, you, you have like all the, are they ceramic plates? I think they are or something like that. that, that. Yeah, I got some, some right. bamboo and stuff. So, yeah. I, so I think there's some give and take, right? Like if you bring paper plates, then you're carrying a bunch of trash. And if you bring plates that you have to wash, then you're using water. So there's always this there's this kind of this balance we go through when we're cleaning up at camp. Uh, but I do like something that you, you do it almost every time is like the last night for you, like you're not washing anything. No. <laughs> the last day I put everything in a trash bag and just put it back, yeah. throw it back my Jeep. Yeah, it works. It works well. Especially if it's only like, if we're only doing a one or two night trip, it's like, Oh, I don't even have to do dishes. We're just going home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, one other question that I want to ask you, uh, and then, and then we can start to wrap it up is, you know, we've been to a lot of places and, uh, and we've, we've been to some places that were really clean and we've been to some places that um, aren't, you know, aren't well kept. People are leaving their trash and that kind of stuff. And, and so I want to ask you to kind of tell the listeners, what are, what are some of the best practices and things that people can do as far as, you know, going out to camp and cleaning up? It's, it's basic. Leave camp better than you found it. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's dirty, if there's trash, take it with you. Yeah. Um, I'm always doing that because cause I'm thinking about my grandkids. Mm -hmm. you know, I want them to be able to go to, to those places. And if we trash these places, they're going to they're gonna close them. And we're going to lose it. Yeah. And not only that, it's just common sense, you know. Yeah, you know, it's, I, we say that. It's common sense. But every time we pull up to a camp and there's bottles of water or trash and stuff, and it just – it's frustrating, but I, but I, you know, I think leaving it better than you found it, I think is the, the model to live by, you know, people say pack it in, pack it out, but I, and I think that's great, but I think you need to take out more. 
think they, how more they, he is. Yeah, because yeah, it's not an, it's not enough anymore to just take out what you brought in. You need to take out what's left behind because I mean, it, we get to we get to some pretty cool campsites, but it's pretty rare that we get there and there's not some remnants of somebody else have been there. So, yeah, awesome. Yep, leave it better than you found it. So I think that's awesome. Well, buddy, look, I, I I'm excited about 2020. Absolutely, uh, and I'm excited about your new cookbook. <laughs> and I can't wait. Um, if listeners don't really know who uh, who you are, where where can they find you? Um, OVR LNDX on Instagram. Yep. OVR OVR LNDX on Facebook, and OVR LNDX on YouTube. Okay. All right, guys. Definitely go check out Marco and uh, keep an eye out for his new cookbook, buddy. Thank you so much for spending time with us today here. Head over to www.e3overland.com to join the fun and community. You've been listening to the Inspired by Adventure podcast with Brad Coetz and E3 Overland Association, the next generation in overlanding memberships. Grab your spot now with special discounted pricing for listeners. Just head over to e3overland.com.